Have you been looking for your keys to success? You have found the best place to start. We will hear from professionals on different keys to success in building huge careers in and outside the mortgage industry. These conversations that each person will share their experience will allow you to hear nuggets on finding your keys to success. I'm your host, Sue Meitner, so let's get started and grab your keys. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Grab Your Keys with Sue Meitner. I'm super excited today. We have a great friend of mine and co-peer in the mortgage business, um, Sarah Engstrom. She is a mortgage loan originator, branch manager from Union Home Mortgage. She has tons of accolades that we should say that she's been um, a woman of inspiration. She's that one of the number one female loan officers in Ohio or the number one female loan originator in Ohio. She's been a top 250 originator out of all the loan officers nationwide and top 100. So definitely someone who knows what they're doing in the mortgage industry definitely has the keys to success. So Sarah, why don't you tell me, how did you get into the mortgage business? Well, first of all, everything you just said makes me really kind of tired because it sounds I know. Like <laughs> a lot. Plus you have a great, a great extracurricular activities that we're going to like get into and everything. Yeah. So you are constantly yeah. busy. I am. I definitely am someone who doesn't function well being bored, but occasionally I miss what that feeling is like. Um, so how I got into the industry, as odd as it sound, it kind of started with a domino effect that started in my teenage years as a babysitter and babysitting for someone who owned a title company. And I, I started working as a receptionist for a title company that lined me up with the, you know, lending business. So I kind of went through a few years working the title side of things and, reached out to um, a company that we worked with frequently on the title side and said, what do these like loan officers do? Because I feel like a lot of them we work with, they don't do it well. I think I could do it better. So what does it mean? Right. And that conversation started and I, I ended up working for that company three months later and stayed there for 20 years. Yeah. So to, as I was about to say, two decades into the mortgage industry, highly successful, how do you keep balance of, I mean, since that did make us tired, let's just talk about how do you keep balance between, you know, work, personal life? How does that, how, like, what do you do to relax? Like, what do you do to have that balance? Is there such a thing as the balance? There is. And I, I find it. Um, I find it. I lose it. I find it. I lose it. So I certainly don't want to give anyone the impression that I've like found this, you know, perfected balance in life. I work very, very hard every single day to keep that balance. Um, I have an amazing team, so I have support for the times that I choose to or need to step away, whether that's an hour, you know, running to an appointment or for a week when I'm on a dive trip. But um, for me, that balance is that I definitely am going all in in my business when I'm working it all day, every day. And, you know, from experience, that's often nights and weekends right now. Um but my kind of extracurricular stuff is what keeps me calm, what reduces my stress. So um, my dogs, you know, my husband and my dogs, I have two rescue French bulldogs that are my whole life. I, right. I say we don't have any human children. We have Frank and Mia. 
Right. And they are spoiled rotten to the core. And um, I love spending as much time with them as possible. But um, outside of that, my husband and I are huge scuba divers. So we try to take a few dive trips every year to really fun destinations in the Caribbean and uh, making my first jaunt to the South Pacific at the end of March that I'm excited and freaked out about. That'll um, be fantastic. I can't wait to see the pictures. Yes. And then I also love obstacle course races. So I Spartan races are my favorite and I travel around the country just weekends throughout the year and I do, I do obstacle course races. So I love climbing stuff and getting a little muddy and that takes my stress down a notch. When I'm on the course, I am pushing hard. I, I work to be stronger, to be able to, to get through those obstacles. And um, that definitely, that spills over into my right. work as well. So all of that kind of helps me keep things. I mean, tons of success over the last two decades. Obviously it didn't happen overnight and the people who have been in it for, you know, decades make it look ridiculously easy. That's definitely something it's not as easy as it looks, but we make it look so easy that it's deceiving how hard it is. What do you find that your three, if you had to narrow it down to your three keys to success, what do you feel your three keys to success have been? Um, I would say my my very first one and what helped me from day one was have a system um, from the very first conversation to well beyond closing. Every successful loan officer should have a solid system in place to create a well-oiled machine so that whether you're on your own or you have a team of two or a team of nine or whatever you choose to have, you should have this system in place that allows you to provide just a streamlined process for your clients to knock their socks off, to impress the realtors that you work with, any of your other industry or referral partners. Um, we're in an industry that is so emphasized on sales that I feel like I did things very backwards from the beginning and my strengths were organization and creating those systems. It might've kept me kind of behind the scenes a little bit longer than I, than I should have, you know, getting up front with, with customers uh, sooner but I think it put me leagues and leagues ahead of the competition because so many people jump into what we do and they jump into the sales. They jump into where's my people? How many people can I reach out to? What do I do? That's an important aspect of it, but I've personally never seen myself as a salesperson. No, neither. Me neither. Right. That's not, I'm here to help people and having a system so that I can help them in an efficient way is hugely important. Um, right. The second key I think is, don't be afraid to be yourself. And I'm also speaking to my 23 year old self when I started in this business. Um, and even myself 10 years ago, it's extremely important to be professional and trustworthy and all of these things and to know what you're talking about and relate to people. But I go back and I look at some of the, the ways that I handled myself when I was getting started in the business. And I got so caught up in being worried because I looked so young. Oh my God. Oh, I know. Right. Like, I, I remember like really you worried about that. I know. I remember yeah. back, and I'm saying back in the day when you right. would like drive to someone's home, I pulled up in someone's driveway and I remember the, the guy's name, his name was Bernard Brown actually. And I pulled up to his, uh, to his address and I got out of the car and he said, I don't even think you're old. You don't even look mm -hmm. old enough to drive, let alone give me a mortgage for a house. And I was like, well, 
I am. Yeah. I mean, that's the, it's a, it's almost a curse when you're young and you look young. Right. I absolutely, I still keep my business card in my drawer from when I was 23 and I started and I look at this child and I remember people making comments about how young I looked. And I remember thinking, you know, no one's going to trust me to help with this biggest financial decision of their life. But I look back and, and I was so cautious sometimes to make sure everything I said was so professional and so well put. And, you know, I had to wear my suits and I did all the right things. And I even, I have a tiny little tattoo of a, of a turtle on my wrist. It's my favorite thing when I go scuba diving. And for a couple of years, I covered that up. I, whenever I would meet with a client, I made sure I had a bracelet on or my sleeve covered it. And Sue, I look back at that today and I'm like, no, I have found my way to realize I am me. I'm a hundred percent me. I can still pe- speak professionally, but if I don't throw in a little bit of sarcasm, if I don't crack some jokes, if I don't even use a four letter word every once in a while when it's appropriate, it's that's me. I am embracing right. who I am. And I have learned over the years, my relationships and my connections go so much deeper when I am just a hundred percent me. So not being afraid to embrace who you are, the good and the bad, you're going to end up working with people at the best possible level when you embrace your own qualities and stop trying to be something, you know? Yeah, I, I love that you said even to your 23-year-old you mm-hmm. to be yourself, because oh. I think that that was probably hard to be a 23-year-old. I, I was also a 23-year-old getting into the mortgage industry. Mm-hmm. Have, I wore the suits. I acted professional. I mean, I didn't even own a house until I was 28 years old, and I gave mortgages for five mm-hmm. years. And I didn't even have a mortgage. Right. So, I mean, thank God. I'm sure people ask me. I just blocked that out of my mind. Change, think, change subject. <laughs> yeah. And I think that being a woman, it that youthful being a woman is also hard and probably still is hard. And to be authentic and to be true to yourself, you do develop the relationships that will feed you for the rest of your life because the people who I did my mortgages for in my my 20s we grew up together practically you know they're sending their kids now to me to get mortgages and I love that I love that they were you know we all just kind of got raised together and the Mm -hmm. people who were older that you know used me did appreciate um, Mm -hmm. my youth I guess and just really maybe found pity on me. I don't know. <laughs> but I think it was like, I think you, people recognize like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, she's really young, but man, she's hustling. Like, look at her. Yeah. She's incredibly professional and she has it together and she has a system and wow, you know, she really made this easy. And you quickly can escape mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that facade of just worrying about being too young. If you just protrude all these great things, I just, I wish I, at that time, didn't worry so much about how exactly professional I was being, you know, nowadays you fast forward and it's like, you know, I host fun events. I do different things all the time, but two of the most favorite things that I have done in the last couple of months is a ridiculous, I called it Elfie with a, a selfie with an Elfie in December where I ran around mm-hmm. to a whole bunch of my realtor partners and clients dressed ridiculously in holiday hats and accessories and everything. And every selfie I took, I made a donation to a local animal rescue. And just last week I had a group of, you know, some of my, my closest realtor partners over to my house. And we took a cookie decorating workshop with a drag queen. Like that's, I'm all in. You're either going to have this fun with me and we're going to do crazy things together, 
or you can pick someone that's that's more your liking. But this right. is right. So, and the the last, the last key is if mm -hmm. I need to give a third one is definitely the core of it all, which is to care. Um, that is a word that I focused on from day one when I decided that this is what I was going to be doing with my life. Um, it is the heartbeat of what I do today. It is what I have every single girl on my team put into working with every client and every referral partner. Um, when I interviewed with this company, when I came here last April, I, I was having a really nice discussion with, with some of the, the leadership of the company. And he asked me after, you know, some time speaking, he said, Sarah, do you, you want to guess how many times you said the word care in our conversation? And I'm like, I have, I have no idea. But he said, it's so obvious. It's so clear to us how much that means to you. You genuinely care about the people that you work with. And I think if you don't have that as the core of your purpose is caring for people and doing the right thing for them, you're going to get a little bit lost. Yeah. That's but I think by caring, by caring, there's also another C word in curiosity. When you care about people, you're curious, like, why do you want to move? Why are you buying this new house? What are your financial goals in the future? And then you start to ask all the right questions because you care. And that feeling is felt by the borrowers and by your clients. Yes. I mean, and they, and they know that you're really caring and why while you're caring you're creating a referable experience mm -hmm. and um i think that that's what we all you know strive to do in our in our businesses is to care yes. or and, and to create a referable experience because that's what we all do is we all want the personal referral and mm -hmm. by having a system and being yourself and caring to the core of of why you're doing it does really, you can see why you've been successful because you've only st stayed true to your core values. Absolutely. That has always sure. been the core of what, of what we do, how we operate. Yeah. And I love that you bring everything back to, you know, animal rescue and charity and you do things that are different. And, and by doing things that are different, that shows that that's your personality. And I love you know, that about you, you really do, you know, have a brand and people who work with you love you. And um, that makes me feel so happy that I've gotten to know you and really see that inside and out part. Um, what, what, so um, what do you admire? Who do you admire? Um, well, in, in general, I admire anyone who does not let fear hold them back. Um, you know me well enough now to know some of the fears that I let get in my way. And it is, it is an everyday fight. Um, I have always feared rejection. And when I say rejection, it's not someone like absolutely saying, screaming, no, and hanging up the phone on me. It's someone not responding to an email or a text message, or I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So the caring thing is amazing, but because I wear my heart on my sleeve, I, I still fight every single day the fear of rejection and that yeah. that can prevent me from doing some amazing things if I let that fear get in the way. So in general, I admire people who just take that and like shove it aside and go full on because that is my dream to be able to operate that way. Um, if we're talking about a specific individual that I admire, um, Sue Woodard, 
Sue Woodard mm -hmm. is very well known in the industry. Um, and I attended a conference all the way back in like 2003 or 2004, uh, Joe Stumpf with Biroferal mm -hmm. only. And she was a guest at that conference in Daytona Beach. And some of the systems that she shared with us that day are still a part of my processes all these years later. Um, so she was just the first strong, confident, just really amazing woman that I looked up to. And a few years ago, it might've been 2020, maybe 2019. Um, but I was featured in a magazine, an industry magazine. And I remember looking at that page and here was my name and my, my face and talking about me. And then there was Sue and the same article. And, and I just remember that day. I'm like, this is someone who's kind of idolized for all these years and, and modeled my, my business after what she taught me. And that was definitely like, it was a holy crap moment when I was listed on that page, my mind was absolutely blown. Um, and, and I even reached out to her recently and she ended up aligning me with a coaching program, which is what led me to you. So right, right, she considered, wow. continues to inspire many, many years later. Yeah. She, she's amazing. Amazing. And it's so funny that one of the reasons that I think you and I connect so well is because both of us did the Joe stump. I happened to do it in like 1998. I yeah. think that was the first like ha main event I went to. And then I yeah. did it again in the early 2000s. So, yeah. and um, all of his strategies are so great. Mm -hmm. um, and it yeah. is about having a system and it is about caring and it's about showing that you care, you know, uh, the letters from the heart and all that other good stuff are definitely ways of having that by referral experience. And I love that you said like your fear of rejection and also admire people who don't fear rejection. I think all of us have a little fear of rejection in us, but yeah. wow, how you have overcome that fear of rejection. I mean, you're in the mortgage industry. Yeah. We get rejected every day yes. and that rejection is hard every day. And it's just knowing to put yourself out there and knowing it's not personal, but for some of us who care and have you know, where our emotions on our sleeves, it's hard to realize that it's the business and not you. Right. And um, that is something that you constantly, you know, work towards. And you've obviously done a fantastic job with doing that. So if you had to make a career change and do anything else besides mortgage, what would it be? That is a tough one because this has been my whole adult life and uh, I don't really have any other skills to go from, but all I can think of is that when I go back to my my teenage self and all my friends were making their plans to go to college and what they wanted to be when they grew up and I had no clue whatsoever and we didn't have money to send me to college. So I thought, okay, well, I know I want to help people. It's really, that's all I know. So I, you know, went through all that, you know, does that mean I'm supposed to be a social worker? Am I meant to be a teacher? I love animals, but I cannot do anything that has to do with blood or hurting animals. So anything vet wise is out. Yeah. So I think I would still look at that today and say, what, what can I do? Who, whoever thought, first of all, that I do mortgages for a living, but that's that more than satisfies my need to help people. For sure. I would, I would, I would equate that with like numbers and things like that. And let it be known. I despise numbers. I do not like doing calculations. I, that is not the, that's not right. the passion of my job. That is part of what needs to happen. I love the helping people part. So I think I would have to find something that still gives me that outlet to know that I'm making a difference in somebody's life, that I'm helping them. Um, if money were no object, I would absolutely have to be involved with animal rescue. Right. 
dogs, animal, like that's, that's my kind I was going to say but, that you'd be like animal rescue and like yes. a scuba diver. Yeah. I literally like <laughs> had all the money. If I finally win that Powerball at the Mega Millions, I'm not saying I'll totally ditch my mortgage career, but my side gig is like, I'm buying an island that's going to be a giant animal sanctuary and, and we're just changing the world that way. Right. <laughs> Lots of French bulldog puppies all yes. over the place. So for sure. I just saw like some silver ones that were up for rescue somewhere and I can't oh. read on Facebook. And I was like, oh, I cannot share this with yes. Sarah. She'll have a house full of, no, of no, new I... French bulldog silver puppies. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm not sharing that with you. I saw that yes. last night. So in besides going to um the your scuba diving trip, which is amazing, like what's next? What's in the future for Sarah? Mm. Well, hopefully a lot more scuba diving, hopefully a lot more Spartan races. I'll be in, I'll be in Arizona in less than two weeks to do a race wow. in Phoenix. Um, so, and that's escaping Ohio crappy. I mean, the sun is shining today, but I don't think we've seen it for three weeks. So I'm excited to get to Arizona and see some sunshine and climb stuff and get muddy. Um, so hopefully lots more of those things that just make me happy in my non-working time. But, um, you know, what does it look like for the future as far as my business goes. Yeah. That's wow. Seeing some of the most epic highs of my entire career over the last few years. And then you follow that with some of the challenges that are in front of us right now with this market. Right. Um, it's crazy how different I think that answer would have been because I was just so chasing like the, I love you know, number one, be at the top, keep pushing. And it's amazing. And I still have that in me. I will never lose my competitive edge. But what this shift has definitely humbled me deeply. Right. Um, and it's allowed me to reevaluate how I operate, how my team operates, and really take on that one more mindset um, that the busiest times didn't allow us to do. The busiest times allowed us to be amazing, but we were at amazing at a pace that was almost impossible to keep up with. It was impossible to sustain. Right. Right. Without killing us. It, sure. was, it was awesome while it lasted. I'm so grateful for everything that came from it. But I also know in my heart that we had to, we had to sacrifice a little bit to take care of the number of people we took care of. Right. So, you know, this time of things slowing down and the, and the market being a little bit crazy is allowing me to go back and say, oh my gosh, well, what haven't I been able to do for a while? And why aren't we doing that again? What, I want to absolutely shine the brightest for our clients, for our realtors, our referral partners. Um, so that is definitely in my future is, is improving everything that we're doing and taking it up a level. Even the things that we think are their best, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. And I love that. And I love that we can take a little bit of a breather, even yes. though, you know, this is humbling. The market is challenging, but take a breather and really see how we can care for people more, how we can be ourselves more and how we can develop those systems that stay true to those two things. And um, I love everything that you've said over the last, you know, 30 minutes, definitely have some significant keys to success. And, and thank you for sharing them with us all today, Sarah. Yeah. If people want to get in touch with you, how would they get in touch with you? Um, so you can go to my website, which is yourlendersarah.com, uh, Sarah with an H. Um, you can always text or call me 614-975-7333. Uh, your lender, Sarah at gmail.com. 
Um, I'm on all social media platforms. You'll find me either your lender, Sarah, or Sarah's on the move on Instagram and TikTok. I'm trying to do some fun things to keep people engaged because mortgages themselves are pretty boring and I am not a boring person. So no, no, you are not a boring person. I love all the videos that you're doing on social media. You're doing an amazing job. Everybody should definitely check out Sarah. She's um, top of her game. And if you have any questions, you guys know how to get in touch with me, suemeitner.com. And I look forward to seeing you guys next time on Grab Your Keys. If you want to share this or like this or do a review, I'd greatly appreciate it. Have a great day. So go grab your keys.